So, uh, so we share that revenue with the balance sheet partner. So we get all that revenue, okay. and then there is a certain share of that that we give to the balance sheet partner, and the remaining we keep. It's almost like a sixty forty split. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to gitlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Hey folks, my guest today is Anubhav Jain. He's building a tool called Rupify. It's embedded lending and SME BNPL. He's an entrepreneur, angel investor, and credit risk professional with a decade of experience in banking and consumer small business lending, including credit cards, loans, all across the life cycle, underwriting acquisitions, etc. Anubhav, are you ready to take us to the top? Yeah, really excited. All right. So talk to me, give me the, paint the persona of the consumer who's taking capital from Rupify usually. Yeah, so we're in the B2B space. So uh, we essentially work with B2B marketplaces. So our customer here uh, is a small business. And these are the mid to long tail of small businesses uh, right now in India, but it could be anywhere in the globe, across the globe. So uh, this is a very small, uh, like a shopkeeper or a retailer or a or an SME who's looking to, let's say, go to a digital B2B marketplace or an offline B2B uh, kind of a distributor and source his inventory or goods. Uh, and because there is a certain credit cycle in which they are able to sell those goods, uh, they need that working capital in the form of a credit or a line. So mm-hmm. we provide that credit line to, to these small businesses. Uh, just to give you uh, some idea about these businesses, they are typically uh, less than... Uh, let's say $20,000 of annual turnover. So they are really, really small guys. Got it. And are you, is, are, are these loans sitting on your balance sheet or are you a marketplace? You're passing these loans off to somebody else. We are a managed marketplace. So this does not sit on our balance sheet. We work with uh, a lot of banks and non-bank institutions uh, across the country where we have uh, a revenue and a risk sharing arrangement with them so that uh, we onboard these customers. We provide the best customer experience. We have the technology. Uh, it's a fully embedded product that we provide. Uh, focus being, we do the customer acquisition. We do the underwriting. We do the collections. But the balance sheet is provided uh, by the lending institution. I see. And how many small businesses have taken at least a dollar through your platform? So as of today, we have close to around twenty-five thousand odd small businesses that have transacted with us. Uh, we, we've been growing at more than 200% month on month for the last quarter or so. That's revenue or loans done? Both. That's great. Uh, when, did you, when did you launch the business? So we launched in July, 2020. It's been almost a year. So the first, uh, and because this is B2B, we go uh, by vertical. So we start with FMCG vertical. We scale that. We learn about that segment, then we go all out. Which sector did you start in? We started with FMCG. Which what is, is that? Goods. So FMCG is basically all fast-moving consumer goods like grocery or all your retail products, which are being used on a day-to-day basis. 
uh, fruits, vegetables, grocery items. Uh, after that, we launched in the pharmaceuticals and healthcare. Uh, then recently, we started with agriculture. Uh, we're also present in fashion uh, and electronics. Interesting. Take me back to some of those first loans done, the FMCG factor, fast-moving consumer goods. What was the average loan side? And help me understand some of the terms. Sure. So an average credit line that we approve for these small businesses is uh, something of the order of $1,000, right? And that $1,000, they utilize over multiple transactions. So the average transaction size for us uh, can be as low as... uh, $150. $150. Mm-hmm. And, and how do you guys make money on that? Yeah. So this is a very short tenure transaction. Uh, it's typically for like 14 days, 30 days, maximum 60 days. And we make money through the supplier. So mm-hmm. it's a 0% interest or a zero cost credit to the retailer. But because we have acquired this retailer through the distributor or the B2B marketplace, so the B2B marketplace basically provides us a fee, right? Uh, over every transaction that happens on their platform where Rupify BNPL is being used. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like the seller or the merchant is providing us some kind of a discount revenue. You know, the way you use a credit card and you get paid by the merchant, the same way uh, when you use Rupify BNPL, the user does not pay, but the merchant pays. So let, let's just make this real. I'm a grocer in India, small shop owner. I use you guys You know, earlier this year. I take $150 from you and you say, okay, Nathan, you have to pay that back in 15 days. Do I pay right. that back daily or do I just pay $150 at the end of 15 days? Up to you. You have full flexibility. Okay. Uh, you can pay daily. You can pay it in part payments. You can pay all the amount after 15 days. And if you give me 150 today and then I pay it back in 15 days and I only pay back 150 bucks, that's how that works, right? Why wouldn't people, yes. I mean, where do, how does, how do people make money there? There's no, there's no sure. spread. Sure. So what happens is this 150 does not come into your bank account. It basically goes to your supplier and you get goods against this 150. So we are only helping you buy your inventory from your supplier. So we charge that uh, a certain percentage from the supplier because now we are helping the supplier increase their sales by offering BNPL to these shopkeepers. Got it. Okay. And what's the fee typically like on 150 bucks? What would it be? It would be 2%. So 2%. Okay. So let me just play this back to you. I, as my local shop owner, get my bananas from banana company. Uh, I know I need X amount of bananas. I'm, you're going to give, I'm going to say, Hey guys, I want to get 150 bucks, send it directly to my banana company. That banana company is going to pay you guys a hundred, uh, three, what is it? $3. So 2% of 150 bucks. Yeah. Correct. I see. And then they're getting the cash up front. It's better for them. They don't have to wait for me to pay them. And then the whole cycle goes faster. Yes. So, so this banana, uh, the retailer is now going to order more because he has 15 days of credit cycle, so he can make more orders using Rupify so that the overall sales of the banana company goes up because I of see. the BNPL. I see. Yeah, that makes sense. So, so okay. So over the past, I guess, last month, how much capital did you put out? So, uh, so we've done uh, close to $7.5 million of uh, lending uh, this month in mm-hmm. September. Right. Uh, 
and it's festive season coming up in india next month so we're looking to almost again double this in october mhm now so, can can i take if you lent 7.5 million out and you take a 2% fee on average that's about $150,000 in revenue now are you making that or is your balance sheet partner making that so uh so we share that revenue with the balance sheet partner so we get all that revenue okay. and then there is a certain share of that that we give to the balance sheet partner and the remaining we keep it's almost like a 60/40 split you keep 60 uh no they keep 60 okay balance sheet gets 60 so so got it so 7 7.5 million through 2% fees 150k you know they keep uh, 60% of that so they're keeping 90 grand and then you're keeping call it 60 grand some $60,000 yeah that's impressive so you guys are doing about $60,000 a month right now in revenue yeah absolutely wow okay and that's up from i mean where was that a year ago do you remember oh in year ago we had just started <laughs> because <laughs> we were we were uh, we were just in our first a uh, couple of transactions at that point uh but i can say that 3 months ago this number was uh, $5000 so we are almost 12 10 more than 10x uh in in a quarter wait sorry what was it you said in may it was how much in in june this was $5000 that was your revenue 5000 yeah. wow yeah. it's gone uh, more than 10 times well so if you're doing 5k in revenue what was total gmv in june um total yeah, loans done that was close to around 100,000 well wow, so you went from 100,000 in loans done in june to 3 months later you're like at 7.5 million in loans done in the month yeah what would you credit that growth to so uh i think it's a mix of th- few, uh, a few things one we've kind of now expanded to some of the very large players we work with a uh, couple of the largest b2b marketplaces in india uh, can you name a couple for- of those Yeah so we work with the Flipkart Walmart group uh so all the Walmart stores in India we are present today I uh, see entire Flipkart uh, e-commerce platform on the B2B side we are present today mm-hmm. right so uh so those are some of the very large partners that we work with Many of you guys listening have built incredible SaaS tools to help other founders, specific industries really get value or make some system easier. The problem is you can't help your clients until they import some portion of their data. And you've considered on your Trello board and your Sprint timelines spending weeks building a CSV importer for certain data sets. You're spying right now because you know I'm right. And either you do it and you waste engineering time or you don't do it and your customers have a horrible time getting onboarded. And listen, let's face the facts. Your ability to give value to your customers sometimes is very dependent on their ability to get you their data. Once you have the data, everything is really smooth. Well, this exact problem probably explains why flatfile is growing so quick they've raised over 44 million dollars and they do exactly this the data onboarding platform for your marketing teams your engineering teams they enable you to get usable data faster so you can focus on what matters most to your business and the fastest growing companies like my friend clickup zeb multi billion dollar valuation they all use flatfile now flatfile reached out they wanted to sponsor i said do you got a good deal for us and they do for anyone listening any 
anyone that's part of the top entrepreneurs community or get latka you can get a deal now to get started today at nathanlatka.com forward slash flat file and they make it so easy by the way their onboarding is beautiful you don't have to commit to a bunch of stuff you can actually see a demo live instantly right now check it out nathanlatka.com forward slash flat file Do you um, own the relationship with me, the shop owner? Do you have my email address? Do you have my information? Or do you just own the relationship with the banana provider? We own both. So to, beginning, to begin with, we go to the banana provider. Uh, they tell us that, hey, I have these many customers. Uh, can you provide them a BNPL option? Once they provide those details with us, we get a consent from the from the individual shopkeepers, we collect their data, we get their KYC done, we offer them a credit. And then now I, I have complete ownership of individually all those SME customers. I see. So of the 7.5 million loans in, in September, how, okay. across how many SMBs was that across? Uh, sorry, can you repeat that? Yeah. Of the 7.5 million loans you did in August, how many SMBs was that across? That must be around fifteen or thousand. Uh, fifteen thousand. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Got it. Now, um, how do you? Grow, I mean, how do you grow this thing, right? So, how do you go to like you know a hundred million out each each month? Yes, yeah, so I think a few things. One, we continue to work with some of the largest B two B marketplaces in the country. Uh, so, so that's something we will continue to do uh, across sectors. We'll get the largest partners. So. For example, there are a lot of large B2B marketplaces coming up. We go to them, we embed Rupify on the checkout page of their journey. So whenever a new small business comes and transacts with them, they will always see Rupify as a payment option or a checkout mm-hmm. option. That's number one. The number two is we want to convert this online offering to an offline offering as well. So we want to offer this even for a small business which enters let's say a cash and carry store, and they want to make this transaction using credit at the point of sale. So we are now launching an offline BNPL as well. So we want to be omni-channel. And I think uh, in the next couple of years, that's where we would be. Mm -hmm. And have you built all this bootstrapped or have you raised? We raised raised a couple of rounds. So we started with a a pre-seed from some of the well-known angel investors in the country. And then we raised a pre-series A uh, from a couple of financial uh, financial investors uh, back in March. So, so yeah, and we've just raised a venture debt uh, last week. Okay, so in the pre-seed round in 2020, how much was that for? That was a little less than a million. And earlier this year, we raised a pre-series A that was around four million dollars. Okay, interesting. I'm curious, what the four million? What valuation was that at? Uh, we've not disclosed that, but uh, very standard Series A. Uh, well, well, that's actually why I asked. I'm not sure. I mean, are you seeing the same multiples in India that we're seeing here in the States? Like, did you sell what, 15, 20% of the business for 4 million, something like that? Yes, something like that. Yeah. Okay, yes. got it, got it. So you're talking like, I mean, I won't push too hard here, but you're talking like something between like a 16 and $20 million pre money valuation. Absolutely. Yeah. I see, I see. And, and where were you? Uh, what was the valuation on the million that you raised last year? Uh, again, uh, that was also at an idea stage with, with not a single line of code written. So, uh, between 10 to 15% dilution there. 
Got it. Got it. Yeah. Then you're typically seeing those rounds be like, you know, four to 6 million sort of range. You were in that range. Yeah. Got it. And, and flesh out the team at that point. I mean, was it just you and a co-founder or what, how many co-founders do you have? I have a couple of co-founders. So I look at the financial aspects of things because being a risk guy, I try to manage all the, all the risk collections sort of things. I have a couple of co-founders. One of them uh, was with Google core technology guy. Uh, he worked with Google for nine years in Google Docs, Google Spreadsheets, oh, wow. uh, and machine learning. So, so he looks at technology. And I have another co-founder who worked with a lot of Indian startups scaling their products. So he's the product guy. So, so yeah. three of you. Three of us. Did you guys, are you friends? You just put the equity 33-33-33? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's an equal split between the three of us. Oh, very good. Okay, that's that's a great that's a great way to do it. Okay, cool. And then talk to me a little bit about the venture debt round you just raised. How much was that for? Again, uh, so venture debt is typically backed uh, with an equity round earlier. So, so we raised a four million equity, and uh, in India, it's a when you raise X equity, you get twenty five percent of that in venture debt. So this is a million venture debt. Yeah, yeah, interesting. What what bank did that? Was that SVB or what's the equivalent to SVB in India? Uh, so this was not from an SVB equivalent, but uh, one of the top three venture debt funds. So, uh, so yeah. Interesting. Was the cost of capital not under ten percent? No. <laughs> really? It's, it's 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 a little higher, but I think considering uh, the cost of capital that we would get from a bank, uh, it's uh, it's very much in line with that. So if we were to borrow from a bank, uh, unsecured today. Uh, I think we'll not get it uh, at a rate lower than what we are getting from the venture debt. Interesting. From the venture debt fund, uh, did you have to give them warrants as well? Yes, it's a very standard warrants. Construct. Interesting. I do. I you know I see. I don't know what our standard warrants are anymore. I see them all over. I see ones low as one percent, and I see some as high as like six, seven percent warrants. Where were you guys? Uh, no, we were in the. Yeah, in the in the one percent range. Okay, so you okay, got it. I would say that's a good deal then. So it's a one percent, but cost capital more than ten percent uh, from an Indian sort of credit fund, effectively. Yeah, in- interesting. What are capital markets like in India right now for this kind of things? I mean, can you go raise if you want to start doing this off your own balance sheet? Could you go raise a hundred million bucks at seven percent and start lending this money directly? Uh, it would not be easy. Because uh, the cost of capital, if we were to do this on our balance sheet, would be fairly higher. So, uh, but I think the good part about that is that you would have good flexibility in terms of how you run your balance sheet. Because today, when we work with banks and NBFCs, we don't get 100% flexibility in the kind of segments we want to go after, in the kind of uh, processes we want to run. So banks have a lot of controlling power on that. But uh, I think if I were to do this with my own balance sheet, it would have been at least 300 to 400 basis points higher in terms mm-hmm. of cost. So yeah. I think we, we really, it's it's all about uh, what do you want to optimize for on day one? Do you want to optimize for cost? Do you want to optimize for, for risk? Or do you want to But I know you have such a good model, right? I mean, because for a couple of reasons. One, uh, this is effectively a loan product with a very quick payback, 14 to 30 days. You know, most loan products are like a year, 12 months or something longer. Yeah. So you have quick payback, you charge 2%. So if you charge two percent on a fifteen-day facility, right? That's you know four percent monthly multiplied annually. That's a forty-eight percent effective, I you know interest yield, yeah. you know, interest rate. Back to, <laughs> I mean, you could definitely go raise capital at under forty-eight percent interest and then make a spread. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that's that's the idea that uh, Nathan. So we'll we'll build our risk models. We'll prove that 
you know, uh, what we are doing, this works. Uh, then we'll apply for a license sometime, raise our own capital under our own balance sheet and, you know, uh, and then maybe do a co-lending or a onward lending kind of an arrangement. Interesting. What's the team size today? How many people? Uh, we've recently grown quite rapidly. I think if you asked me this question three months back, we were 25. Today, we are around 60 odd people in the team. How many engineers? Uh, so the engineering team would be like 17, 18 people. 18 people. Interesting. Uh, very cool. What about, how do you measure churn on this? Do you just say, hey, how many of our $25,000 uh, 25, customers take at least a dollar every month? Yeah. Yeah. So we, we keep on looking at how many of the active transacting SMEs transacted again next month. Uh, that number for us is around 80-85%. So okay, Retention. Retention. Retention is 85%. Yeah. Uh, which is, which is, I think, which is, I think, uh, okay. Uh, at this stage, though, it should be higher because we are giving them credit at no cost. Uh, but what we also see is that, uh, churn typically happens in three months after that, uh, we don't see much churn. So let's say I acquire you today. Uh, there will be a 10, 15% churn month two and another 10, 15% month three and month four. So that three months we'll see a churn, but after that, the portfolio pretty much remains with you. They keep on transacting because because somebody who has transacted for three consecutive months with you, they'll transact every month because uh, it's a very sticky product. Uh, know, Bob, when, are, when are you launching a SaaS product to help these grocers and small businesses run their business? That way you have a percent of GMV model, embedded fintech, and also SaaS in one shot. Yeah, uh, very soon. <laughs> oh, you <laughs> are good. What's this the is, product? This is something a lot of our partners asked for, asked for it. So... This is coming out very soon. And are you are you more excited about the SaaS launch or growing the lending business? Oh, that's a tough one to answer. <laughs> I'm actually excited about both right now because both are good experiments for us. SaaS was something we we discussed quite a lot because we dis, we thought do, do we really want to be a SaaS company? Do we want to be a more a pay, B2B payments company because because BNPL is just a payment instrument, right? For yep. these for these businesses. So are we a more B2B payments company where we make money on every transaction or are we a more SaaS company where we make money on subscription? So I think we're still figuring that out. We're still just a year old company. So we're quite young to, to say that whether this is exciting versus that is exciting. I think. All right. Very good. Uh, We're out of time. Let's wrap up here quickly. Uh, number one, favorite business book. Sorry. Favorite book. Uh, so Snowball. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Uh, I follow, I do follow Novel, Novel Ravikant. Number three, uh, what's your favorite online tool for building the business? Oh, okay. So that's superhuman. <laughs> uh, number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? I do sleep quite less. So I, I sleep like four or five hours. And what's your situation? Married, single kiddos? Uh, married, uh, expecting a kid next month. Oh, very exciting. Congratulations. How old are you? you. I am 37. Thir thir 27 or 37? 37, 37. 37. Last question. What's something you wish you knew when you were 20? Uh, sorry, uh, can you repeat that? Something you wish you knew when you were 20. Uh, okay. Um, I wanted to be a pilot, uh, but <laughs> decided to be a founder rather. So, so what's something you wish you knew when you were 20? Um, 
I, I don't think I follow that. Can you can you repeat that? Sorry, I mean it just sounds like you wanted to start a company faster. I'm just asking something you wish you knew back when you were 20 years old. Oh, okay, something I knew I wish I knew at when, when I was 20. I think uh, that that would be that you know uh, speed is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. I hope I knew that at that time that you know nothing is more important than speed in a startup. Uh, uh, even if you no. make mistakes, but if you're fast enough, that's that's great. Guys, you have at Rubify.com giving lending instruments to small businesses in India. They did caught $100,000 of loans three months ago, but last or this month in, or last month in August, they did about 7.5 million. They make 2% on that, so 150 grand. They give 60% of that to their partners, their balance sheet partners, right? So call that 90,000. They keep 60,000. So they went from basically 5K a month in revenue to $60,000 a month in revenue in the past six months. They're growing very quick, raised a seed round last year, standard terms, a million raised, you know, caught around a 5 million valuation, raised another 4 million this year as they continue to scale. They sold to call it 10 to 20% of the business on that round. Now a team of 60 as they get ready to launch their SaaS product. Anubhav, thanks for taking us to the top. Yep. Thank you so much. This was super fun. And thanks for having me on the show.